Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover Podcast. You have me, Jerry, and Diane back to bring you guys more lovely insights and information. Diane, how are you doing? Are you back? Yes, my God, I am back from the lovely shores of Uganda. And you know what? Back to good weather. Weather's lovely. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, there's still a bit of breeze, but it's nice. It's not cold, it's not raining. Is it? Because, guys, when I left... I landed and people were like it was snowing and it was freezing. Yeah, I've been today. I'm in my sandals. I went to the post office to get my parcel. No jacket. I was like, what? I definitely brought the sun back. I'm happy to hear. Hopefully, it stays, especially coming up for the Easter weekend. Tell me about it. But how have your holidays been? Do you know what? It was nice to reset, relax, recharge, come back with a renewed energy. Mm-hmm. But this is going to sound like such a dampener. The closer you get to coming back is the closer you know you're going to work. Yeah. And it has a very sick, deep feeling, I can't lie. Um, I get that. So, yeah. So, mixed feelings. Glad to be back, but in the element of, oh, God, I have to go back work. Yeah. No, that's very fair. And also, I think, just, like, talking about this in general, just reminds us, guys, take regular annual leave if you're not, like, a time-time person or have set annual leave dates or whatever. Take regular annual leave. And with that being said, actually take days off so that you can actually rest. Imagine this coming from the bank queen. But yeah. still, like, even if you are banking or doing agency shifts, just make sure you take some time for you, whether it's a day, two days, half an hour, whatever, that during this period, you're, during your annual leave periods, that you're getting your breaks and just right. your ways to unwind, really, because otherwise you will actually burn out. And it's not um, fun. No, it's not. And that burnout... You know when you're so drained and overwhelmed and you're mentally, emotionally and physically affected? Mm-hmm. That free time that you should be enjoying yourself, you're not. You know, you're you're sad, you're upset, you're miserable, you're, you're in deep thought. And that feeling can be so hard to get out of, especially if you've, if you've been keeping it at bay for so long. Exactly. And I think also some people just don't realise they've hit burnout. Like they're doing so much, giving so much of themselves to everyone and everything. And then one day it literally comes all crashing, and we don't need that. No. And so if we can stop it in their tracks, let's do that. Yeah. And I feel like we both speak from experience because we're both people that do a lot for people naturally yeah. in our personal lives, in work life in general. So, yeah, definitely rest when you need to rest and don't do too much. You know, in the words of Bernard, you cannot come and kill yourself. Exactly. Hear those words again. You cannot come and kill yourself. But who? Definitely not for work. Don't get me win. Don't don't get me win. You know, wow. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know you want to strive for success and do your best possible, but really, don't kill yourself because when you make it, where will you be to celebrate it? This is oh, that was that even rhymed. Dropping gems as we do. I'm telling you. <laughs> but yes, guys. So you know, when it comes to your annual leave, make sure you take your breaks. You relax. You recover. Unwind. Do all the good stuff. And come back for more. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The infamous return. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get into this week's topic. So a few of you may have seen that the month of April is actually Caesarean Awareness Month. I can't lie. I didn't know about this until doing a bit of research. And I think it's a great month to discuss something that, to be honest, is very close hearted to many people that people just don't tend to talk about. And there's so much, so much like stigmas and taboos around it that, you know, it just needs discussion, really. 
Yeah, definitely agree. Um, so I guess some statistics, one in four women in the UK have a C-section. And what we mm-hmm. know as C-section is a cesarean section, which is an operation to deliver your baby through an incision made across your tummy or womb just below your bikini line. Um, in emergency situations, though, they can make the incision vertically. I can't even begin to imagine what that would look like after. Mate, I mean, so you can have an elective section, which is a planned C-section, mm-hmm. that you be if your child is breech, for example, and that's if the baby's feet are first, and that would be dangerous to deliver a baby naturally that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have a C-section if, for example, you need to get baby out quickly. Um, yeah. If the baby's too big and they're worried that baby will get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also if the child is small for dates and they're worrying that the child isn't growing very well, yeah, they can then decide to take baby out. That um, makes a lot of sense. The other reasons why also placenta previa. So if I think mass placenta is kind of covering the opening of the womb, that would then be a reason to give you a C-section. So those are all like reasons for an elective section. Yeah. I would say. But yeah. I will say it is a lot more common than people that want to believe. Yeah, like hearing that one in four women, that's a lot of women. It is a lot. And I think like discussing it with my mum ages ago, I think it's just something that now the people aren't willing to take chances. They would rather do what they need to, to, um, why have I lost my words? They'd rather do what they need to, to bring the baby out healthy and safely rather than essentially keep the baby in for longer and not know what's truly going on. Yeah, definitely. And I think when it comes to safety, that is the utmost priority in labour is the safety of the mother and of the baby. And no, definitely. You know, if it is a matter of the baby needs to get out and it's the only way to let the baby out, then it has to be done. Yeah, which that's pretty much it. But with that being said, this isn't something that's been weighing on my heart for the longest of time. So I can finally now share it and talk about it. Yes. So I did end up having a cesarean section to deliver my son. Um, things happened very quickly, but I ultimately I did want a planned, uh, not planned C section. I wanted a planned natural vaginal delivery with like you know the singing hymns in the back and the lovely water birth and all that beautiful stuff. But I can't lie. Once my waters broke, everything changed. <laughs> I think because we get into this notion, it's kind of like breastfeeding in the sense of like always being told breast is best, breast is best. But really and truly, if you can't breastfeed and you're un- unsuccessful with it, a fed baby is a happy baby. Yeah. So with that being said, it's kind of like the same, I feel like with a C-section, like as much as you want to deliver a vaginal, you want to have a vaginal delivery and things to be perfect and as natural as possible. Sometimes it really just doesn't happen that way. No. And trust me, I learned the hard way. <laughs> but yeah but I can't lie like with everything that had happened so from like my waters breaking to when we actually got to the hospital and all that was going on they like they tried to measure well not measure yeah tried to monitor my son to make sure they could get his heartbeat and everything but the pain was so excruciating and my contractions were so intense that they just said no you can't wait like no we're not waiting we're not taking any chances because god forbid something happens so so they couldn't put get the ctg monitoring on yeah so what the ctg monitor is if you've never been pregnant or don't know any of this because i learned a lot of things during this pregnancy 
it's you know on tv when you see them strap like um the ribbons to a woman's belly and put all these monitors that's what ctg monitor is so it's monitoring the mother's heart rate and the baby's heart rate to make sure excuse me to make sure things are all in line and perfect um so yeah but because of how much pain I was in they just weren't able to do it like I can remember this day like yesterday I'll never forget it and yeah that's I literally just got told that you're going to have a section in my so, head so I I just remember, go on okay so they couldn't get a monitor on you mm-hmm. but were you high risk for a section anyway were you someone that would have gone to a section not necessarily well I'm a big I'm a big girl anyway so these were all all factors that were adding as the anesthetist was saying when I went for my anesthetist appointment however um they were like for example prior to all of that they were pushing me for an epidural because of my weight and things like this just said that you know a natural delivery may not be the best for you but that was only said by the by the anesthetist the midwives never said that the obstetricians never said that right um but yeah because I was big I was high risk um I'm trying to think and like could they measure how dilated you were when you got in yeah so my contractions were about every two to three minutes this was this happened from the moment my waters broke and when they measured when we actually got to the hospital say about 8 30 they told me I was only two centimetres dilated, but the pain I was going through. Oh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm someone that can handle pain, but that, no. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. But honestly, with this section, the moment they said that I was going for section, they asked me, am I okay with that? I didn't really have much to say because I was just like, as long as the baby's healthy, that's all I care about. Like everything I wanted for my planned delivery did not happen, but it was by no fault of its no fault of its own. It was just the way it happened, and I think mm. this was something that I had to prepare myself. Like other people that I had watched or listened to were like, "Don't have such a stringent birth planning story and things like this because you will be upset if it doesn't go to plan." Yeah, and I really do agree. You will be upset if it doesn't go to plan. But my main thing was, as long as Noah arrived safely, that was all I needed. And all I wanted. So the moment they told me I was going for a section, I was just like, no, but you know, as long as it's healthy, that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, I would, I'm not gonna sit here and say I would recommend a C-section. It literally comes down to what was best for my baby at that time, and that was it. Yeah. And I think, you know what, talking to others after having him, some people see C-sections as a way out, and it really wasn't. I don't know what would have happened if Noah stayed in any longer. Some may say that he would have just come naturally, which is a possibility he may have. Or something else may have happened. And I'm sorry, that's not a risk I was willing to take. Yeah. But then did you feel that because you were in so much pain and agony, because to me, when you're in pain, you can't really think straight. So yeah. would you felt that whatever option they would have given you, you would have said, okay, it's best, just do it? Or do you feel like you would have had time to sit and rationalise and say, okay, Give me no. time to think about it. Da, da, da. No, I, I, it was literally whatever they said. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Only because, don't get me wrong, I had, a, I had it planned in my mind how I wanted it to go. But once things were actually happening, I just wanted him out. I just wanted him out safely as possible. 
if it meant I had to slice myself open and bring him out, he was coming one way or another. Yeah. And I think by that point, it just got to a point. I can't, me personally, I can't sit through that type of pain again. But I would do it all again to bring Noah. I just feel like some people see C-sections as a way out or an easy way to remain having a designer vagina or something like that. And that's really not the case. Like people have C-sections or people have elective and planned are the same, but people have emergency C-sections because again, it's an emergency. It's not, you know, I've decided this is what I want to do. However, for baby number two and, you know, whatever, whatever else comes on, I guess I'll be given the choice this time because I have had a section, but yeah, I would like to deliver vaginally. However, is it worth just, you know, opting for an elective because, you know, I've done it and I know what the recovery will be like. Yes, every pregnancy is different. That I don't know. but It's difficult, isn't it? Because you won't know until you're at that point where they're like, okay, these are your options. Yeah. You know, because as you said, an elective. Like, it's controlled an elective is a very controlled procedure yeah you know you pick your child's birthday essentially you pick the day you're going to deliver yeah you know you're going to go in um you can really organize yourself so it it does help you can kind of prepare for it mm-hmm. but still I mean, i've got like my sister in uganda just had her third child with her third c-section mm-hmm. and i was saying to her when we saw her oh you're pro now this and she goes no you're nervous every time because there's another procedure again like it's yeah and it's and I think people don't really realize it as much as we see the luscious videos and beautiful videos that we see online of like people delivering and it's just about the baby baby's out like mum will heal in no time real recovery for a c-section takes up to 18 months to truly heal like I am seven and a half months postpartum and I still get the pains from the surgery on my sites like it's not there's nothing infectious about it it's literally just pain and you know it's something that can go on for a very long time I think people just really assume that oh you know if you if you ended up having a c-section like it's an easy way out like you know your life can your life can go back to normal what it was like pre-baby this and other when it's really not the case no it's it's a very big procedure um and I and I think the reason why we have this notion about c-sections is a society and media yeah Um, you know to push to push was in was was coined by the sun um when victoria beckham was having sections for her children for example um and that's where it came from literally to push to push um and women trying to preserve their vaginas and not wanting them to stretch and all this business and how however like along with you saying that however if a woman doesn't want to push and you've got the option to do that that's on her yeah exactly like it's her decision yeah she wants to make because I can't lie if I was a skinny mini I don't know how I'd feel coming towards the end of my pregnancy and being like I'm going to have to push this bowling ball out of me whereas I'm a stick even me that was a big person I was thinking like how am I actually going to push Noah out like the anxiety and it wasn't it wasn't anything that I really spoke to anyone about because you know he was going to come again one way or another that like the anxiety leading up to it like like I'm going to have to push. I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z. When I don't think people realise like the stigmas and the things that also aid this decision. Yeah. Because it's not easy. Like 
yes, you see like loads of celebrities, you know, they're snapped back and things like this. And it's like, they live a very different lifestyle to us. So in terms of preserving, you know, an unstretched vagina and stuff like this, they can always pay to get it nipped and tucked and X, Y, Z. Whereas for the normal woman, that's not the case. And I can't lie. I know a few women who have gone for elective sections after having previous sections, but that's just what they wanted. That was easier for them. And to be honest, that was also somewhat safer for them. Yeah. I just think that society has painted this picture that, oh, if you have a C-section, you're weak. Or like you said, with the coin's hand from the sun, too, too posh to push. Yeah. Like, how is that fair? No one knows what, for example, Victoria Beckham was going through. Yeah. Or any woman, you know. Exactly. And already women put a lot of pressure on themselves. I mean, I'm a woman too, but women put a lot of pressure on themselves, especially when it comes to becoming a mother and the labour and the delivery. And Mm -hmm. a lot of women feel bad that they didn't have a natural delivery because of what society makes that puts on them. You have to have a baby naturally. You have to push the baby. Like, if you didn't feel the pain, did you even experience childbirth? Yeah. Those are the comments that get thrown about. Trust me, I had those too. Like, the child needs to hurt you for you to feel it. Like, you know, you didn't feel nothing. Oh, you went in and just had a baby and you left. Like, nothing even happened to you. Um, And I think it's quite unfair and sad that that's the the stigma attached to a section is that it's like going into the shop, getting a Mm -hmm. baby cut out, you're walking out again. Um, And it's cultural as well. Oh, big Um, time. Because I found, like, I had family members that would be like, oh, did I have a did I have a section out of emergency or is it because, you know, that's what I wanted? And when I said it was out of emergency, they kind of like pulled back. But then also the questions came like, what was the emergency? Is it because you just couldn't deal with the pain or couldn't do this, couldn't do that? And it's like yeah, that's sensitive. Yeah, and also pain is relative. Yeah, because my pain threshold will be different to Diane's pain threshold. Well, that would be really different to like my partner's pain threshold and so forth who are you to judge and I think you know what the people the thing that I have learned after having a section that people really just don't understand is the recovery like I said it takes up to 18 months to properly heal from another section and for like your first six weeks you can't drive and you can feel it like Fair enough that you are just sitting down in a car, but the leg movements, all of that, where the incision is, like Diane said, it's literally just over, like, just where your underwear would be. Yeah, it's like a crease in your stomach, yeah. and the crease you can always feel. Exactly, and I'm lucky. Mine was done neatly tucked back. Like, even the midwives after were like, you had a very good section. Because also there's that stigma of, like, oh, you're just going to look like a train wreck. They're just going to stitch you up anyhow, and that's not... Oh, you just have to hope and pray it doesn't happen. But I was very lucky with that being said. But I just think we need to get over the big stigmas about C-sections. That you know it's an easy way out. It's not. It's an option. Or you haven't let the child fully pain you before coming, yeah. and it's not the case. Like there are reasons. But like I said earlier, I think the reason why C-sections are becoming more and more common is because people are people don't want to wait. If there's an issue, they're going to resolve the issue with the baby being out. That's going to be the only way things will be dealt with. Mm. Like waiting and waiting until, you know, you dilate 10 centimetres to give to actually to push naturally may not be what's worth it for you. Like 
there have been some people that I was following during when I was pregnant and for example there was one lady she was having her third section and this one was a planned one because her first two were like failed deliveries she did like her water was broken everything she just didn't dilate and she was in labor for days days and days and days on end and it's like why would I put myself through that if we've got the opportunity to cut that short But it is what it is, really. As as much as the you know you want children, the babies to come out safe. That's really the main thing. I just think people need to get over their stigmas that you know, vagina was this. If you're lucky to have a vagina delivery, that is great. And if you were, if you end up having a C-section, it's not a bad thing. It's just another way of getting the baby out. At the end of the day, the babies are here and they're safe. And that's really all that matters. But for me, I can only hope that my next baby will be a vaginal birth. But I think that's also more so still down to stigma and how society sees it. Mm. I mean, it's like, I don't have children, but I know because of culture and how I've been raised, this has been programmed into me. You need to have them naturally. You have to push the child. Like You have to have the child naturally. Like Try as much as you can to have the kid naturally. Yeah, and it's almost in de- in how can I say embedded in you as a, as an African woman, um, to push the child. Um, yeah, because and if you I don't push, push, you're not seeing that you delivered you delivered the baby yeah. as natural as you possible. Haven't had, you haven't had a, you've had you've had a baby, but not like everyone else, like you know. Um, and you know, as we've talked about, this is the reason why we have things like. C-section awareness month is to raise awareness about the importance of a C-section, what it means, what happens, um, even just the experiences after. So, like you said, you have women that have long-term back issues called the epidural, um, having to be mobile quite quickly after surgery because you need to be mobile um, after. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it can experience your delaying milk, because um, when the child passes through the birth canal and mom delivers naturally, the body then is told that mum has had a baby and begins to produce milk. When you have a cesarean, the bit the body needs time to catch up and realise there's not a baby there. Yeah. And then start making milk. So those are the kind of things. So how that impacts someone's breastfeeding journey. Um, and then the mental and emotional impacts, because you're now in hospital for a bit longer than you would have been naturally. And mm-hmm. um, anyone delivered during COVID could have been there alone. And the social isolation and things like exactly. that. They're having to be very reliant on someone else. Because if you're a very independent person, even though I had a C-section, people have to help you. And honestly, I think impact of that on you as a mother, because you want to mother your child yourself, but you can't reach over and grab him or her because you're in that bit of pain that day. Um, yeah. So those are the things people don't realise, and that's why we love to use our platform to raise awareness about these kind of topics because people need to know. A cesarean section is a type of birth. There is no right or wrong birth. Mm-hmm. And also, as you see, like a lot of women, not just black women, but a lot of women die from childbirth alone. So mm-hmm. if there's a way you can save both mother and baby, you will do what is possible. Exactly. And I think I would say we're not obviously midwives. I mean, my background is neonatal, so I've been to C-sections, I've seen cesareans. Um but I would say anyone that's expecting or any women that are doing family planning, explore types of birth. And I would say seek information from 
trained healthcare professionals, so like midwives, obstetricians, anyone that can educate you with evidence-based information mm-hmm. about them, the outcomes. And I say sometimes too much knowledge isn't good because you can overwhelm yourself. Yeah. It's also good to know what is out there and what can happen so that if faced with that situation, though you could be scared and you're obviously in that moment, you're having a baby, so you're in agony and stressed out and thinking, oh, I'm ready to be safe. But mm-hmm. if you really had some idea of what can happen, mentally you can kind of pacify your brain and yeah. tell your brain, okay, we've read about this, you, you remember this, this is a safe way. Like you, you have an idea of what to expect. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I think what I wanted to say was, like you said, it's a type of birth, but so much changes. If you've had a vaginal delivery, you can somewhat carry on with your normal day-to-day activities yeah like I was saying for example you can't drive for for the first six weeks even just picking up your baby if you know the amount of pain that is because you're bending over and where the incision is it's so sensitive yeah little things like even tying your shoelace you can't do no even to cough you cough but this is it to cough and like people don't tell you about the things that happen so like Cough, being able to go to the toilet and do a poo. Like, because you can't strain. It so actually just has to. You have to use that, that lactulosis. Trust me, there's only so much you can have, and even that still did not help. You literally be battling with yourself because you, you can't strain because you don't want to pop any stitches or anything. It's not an easy way out. That's all I can say. Yeah. Having, um, having, having a child, it's. As they say, it sounds cliche, it's a labour of love. It really is. Yeah. Um, and for every woman to go and have a child and come home safely with their child, it is a blessing and an underrated blessing. Mm-hmm. When you look at the way women are, are vilified and attacked for the style of birth they've chosen. Because to me, it's a style of birth. It's a type of birth. It's like mm-hmm. somebody saying, I want a water birth. Or I want a home birth. I want a cesarean. I want a vaginal yeah. delivery. It's a style. It's a type of birth you've chosen. And women should not be made to feel bad because that's how they had their baby at all. Yeah. And I think we definitely need to do more education on that um, in regards to the type of birth and recovery and not promoting it per se, but educating, I would, yeah, educating women and young girls more about it. No, I totally agree. I totally agree because it's like I think more so it's the stigma I think in our generation like between like our friends and family members our age it's accepted okay you had a c-section don't worry it's fine but I think when you look to like yeah. our parents the moment they hear that you're having a c-section they're like oh you could have held out a little bit longer yeah you well, why, do you why do you have to have it like you know you can wait the 10 hours like everyone else or they could give you pain for this. Like, and, and part of me feels that that is from a place of fear. Yeah. But I think this is also, for example, like we're both black. This is also from, you know, how many black mothers don't come back from childbirth. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they don't want to, like families essentially don't want that to happen because they don't want to think, okay, what if she doesn't come back? Yeah, exactly. Which is also understandable, but it's not an easy way out and if anything cesareans are bringing about a lot more babies 
Mm. Like you said, it's one in one in every four women. Yeah, this is a lot. To me, that that's that's a lot of women. That's a lot. I just think people aren't waiting like they would before for things to happen to like, you know, they end up with like birth asphyxia and things like this. Like people want to try their hardest to eliminate as many situations like this that would happen. If they happen, they happen in it. But if we can do all we can to prevent them, so be it. And yeah. also one thing I will say is a C-section really doesn't take that long. I think from the moment we started our my surgery to once like everything was stitched up and I'd gone into maternity recovery and all that jazz. What Noah was a surgery started at 9:15, 9:18, Noah was out. Yeah, they're quite quick. They're very think quick. about it. In your situation, if it's an emergency, because in that, though it's planned, it's not planned. So people need to know terminology. A planned elective is when you sat with the consultant and you're like, we're gonna have a C-section on Thursday, the 24th of May. Mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock you're gonna fast from this time to this time that's planned but if you've gone in like how you guys went in that is classified as an emergency though it's not because mm-hmm. they're not like manically going crazy but it's an emergency section yeah so they are very efficient like when, when you see people having a section it's so fast from incision to delivery it's my goodness it's crazy exactly and it's one of the biggest well yeah it's a major major abdominal surgery that you're awake for yeah it's the only surgery the only major surgery that you can be awake for yeah and to go through that and legit when they're getting to baby and putting things back it feels like people are legit throwing your guts about Mm. obviously you know, I was given the spinal, which is pretty much just like an epidural, so the pain does go, but you can feel that tugging. It's like someone literally just tugging at your arm. But imagine that, like, in your belly, people trying to put things back together. Like, you can feel it. It's not painful, but you can feel it. Like, look at the skills and all of that. To be able to make sure things go back properly and that there's no, no foreign objects left in you and all these things, like, yeah. a great deal goes into it. It's true. It's so true. So... Don't be hitting on our C-section mamas. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, you don't necessarily know the story behind it. Whether no. it was elective or an emergency, that's her choice. Yeah. And also, anyone who's listening who had a section and is kind of disappointed, um, those kind of feelings, you should seek support. Don't, don't sit with those feelings and harbour them. You mm-hmm. know? join a support group, talk to somebody, reach out where you can, because those kind of feelings, like you have to heart, you need to, you need to talk through them and work through them. Yeah. And also you have to be kind to yourself. Like I don't, that's one thing I definitely can't stress enough. You need to be kind to yourself because one, you have grown a baby. That's an amazing job itself. And just because you weren't able to deliver naturally and you have to deliver via C-section, also that is another big, great job. The healing process, you're looking after yourself and the newborn. Yeah. And this is something I encounter a lot in my role as a health visitor. When you go and meet the parents and you ask, so how was your birth? Mm-hmm. And when the mother or the father is narrating the story and it turns into, we had the plan for this and this, and I had to have a C-section. And you can see mum's entire face drop, like the disappointment and the feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. 
a lot and sometimes my mothers get very emotional in that first conversation and they're like it's not what I wanted and but then this and you can just see they're almost like going through it in their head yeah mentally of like this was not the plan and I always try and say to all of my mums that you know you grew a child you you had nine months with this baby attached to you another child is here the main thing is you're both here you're both at home you're both well and let's not take that for granted. Uh, yes, it wasn't the style of delivery you wanted, but the outcome was the same. Exactly. You're here, you're both here and you're both healthy. Yeah, that's the outcome you wanted was the same. Wasn't the way you wanted it or the way you envisioned it, but the outcome was the same. Your baby's here, you're here. And and I think even as professionals, we have to give families that grace and empower them and encourage them and praise them. Because sometimes they're not going to hear it from their family. They're going to be ridiculed by their family. Mm-hmm. And it's you, the professional, that's going to give them the strength to say, no, you did have to do a good job. Yes, you did really well. Yeah. No, but I, I can't agree with you more because these are things I felt. Like you try and talk about it with certain people and they just don't get it because I A, they've either had a normal delivery or B, they just don't believe that a C-section is a right way to birth a baby if there mm. are no complications but you just have to disagree to, you just have to agree to disagree that it's not good. like your what you think and what I think are very different and it happens but even that being said it's like well it's like kind of like breastfeeding people assume that people just don't want to breastfeed or when you're pregnant you're saying I can't wait to breastfeed this that, and other until you try it out and it's painful it's hard sometimes you can't produce enough milk and you do have to give formula. So, like, I started with just breastfeeding Noah. And if more, if some of you follow me on my personal page, you would have seen that like, I was pumping quite a lot of milk at the beginning. And also, very quickly, it just t- tailed off. And like, you feel guilty that you know you can't put, you can't provide for your baby. But like I said earlier, for example, a fed baby is a happy baby. Yeah. The same way with a C-section, delivering a healthy baby is the main thing. Yeah, you want your baby alive and well. Exactly. You don't want to, you know, birth the baby and then all of a sudden you're being told your baby didn't make it. Yeah, or you. Exactly. So be kind to yourself, guys. And be be, be kind to those new and returning mothers who are delivering and are having sections. Because it's a hard road and I can't thank those who were involved in my actual section I think it went very smoothly how fast it all happened Mm. but I guess I was lucky that where I was I had a midwife that was advocating for me and like put her foot down and said things weren't right whereas some just wouldn't care but this again comes down to your job that you really need to be passionate in what you're doing because you it's a matter matter of life and death 100% and you don't want that on your hands trust me no you don't um what was I gonna say like so on the post for this week's episode we will put links to these section like resources mm-hmm. uh, definitions just so people are aware because though you could be a woman listening to this and you're not anywhere near having a baby or you could be someone who's pregnant now or even have no interest but that's the that's the point of awareness is to educate and inform people yeah so that you have the knowledge 
and you are aware of okay this is what can potentially happen this is what women go through these are the resources yeah. that I can access this is who I can turn to should I need that level of support yeah no I cannot agree anymore but with that being said because I know some people say like oh if you've had a section you've got to stay in hospital for like a week or so later that's not the case if everything's a-okay and you've been for there for 24 hours or just under they will usually let you go home for example, for me, I ended up staying there for five days because I have complications. The baby was fine. It was more so me holding us back. Um, I ended up having postpartum hypertension. To, like, to this day, that's still going on. They're still investigating it to find what's causing it, X, Y, and Z, because they don't think it is that anymore. But I wouldn't say that was down to the section, but this was only something that happened after he was born. Mm. And that was our reason for why we stayed in longer. But every like I had achieved everything they wanted me to be doing afterwards. To so like they'd look at your they'd look at your C section incision, make sure you can shower, make sure you can wee. I was always told that they'd make sure you can poo before, prior to leaving, but I guess that's questionable. Mm-hmm. But be kind to yourself. It's, it's it may not be what you've planned, but it's whatever gets the baby and yourself out health healthily and safely that's all that matters and if anything hopefully you'll get another chance to do it that way that you actually want to do it but I just want to say people don't be hard on yourself that you didn't go as according to plan as it was and c-sections are just as good as a normal delivery because the end goal is the same exactly it's just less interventions yeah and it's just a special you're becoming parents if not for the first time a second third or beyond yeah it's a moment between you and your partner because only they can be there the birth partner that you choose mm-hmm. um, and you do get to have some skin to skin so that isn't lost you know if you're well and you're awake you can of course if it's a general mm-hmm. and different so like diane has said guys look out for the links and resources that will be in this week's post and for those who are, are celebrating Easter, enjoy Easter, have a happy Easter. And for those of you who are not, enjoy your happy, happy, happy bank holiday weekend. It feels like we don't get many anymore. So trust me, if it weather is lovely, enjoy it to the max. Either way, enjoy it to the max. But until next time, please like, share, subscribe. As always, share with everyone, not just nursing and healthcare related professionals, anyone who wants to have an insight. You can always hit us up on our private instagram pages for me it's at jellybean with three l's and two a's for diane it's at dd looks with the z at the end and if you want to hit up the podcast it's at the nesting kind of a podcast so until next time have a lovely week enjoy the holidays and we'll see you soon take care Easter. bye